0: I say whip it, whip it good. I say whip it, whip it good.
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon and welcome to Whip It Out. I'm here, Nicole Evans, with my co-host, the lovely Sophie James. And today we're joined by two extremely beautiful guests. Our uh, whippet favourite, Joanne Angus. Hello, Jo. Hi. How's things? How are you? I'm great, thank you. Yeah, yeah, can't complain, really. Awesomeness. And we're joined by Naomi Samuel from Wales. Hello. How's things over there? Are you in lockdown?
2: We are, we are. We're closed now for two weeks,
1: so... Is that a blessing or a curse? A bit of both, I think.
2: A bit of both. People are panic booking, so... That's the best, better side of things, but it's boring.
3: How much notice, Naomi, did you get before it went into lockdown?
2: Um, Well, they, we sort of had it the the Friday before they sort of gave us, um, basically, maybe, we don't know, we might go into lockdown. And then on Monday, they fully announced Friday, we're going into lockdown. So it was like five days notice. Right. Yeah, and and
3: you're not
2: opening your salon at all, or you? No, no, no. It's it's been confusing for a lot of people because they've told us that, um, so like a few local authorities have said, yes, you can open. Other local authorities said, no, not a chance. Um, Then others are saying, yes, okay, as long as you only uh, pick
1: up and drop off.
3: It's just so confusing, isn't it? So confusing. I
1: don't think it'd be half as stressful if there was just one clear set rule for everybody and they said, dog groomers, this is what you're allowed to do. This is not what you're allowed to do. Or if you're mobile, you can do it. If you're in a salon, you can't have people come to your premises. Just be clear and everyone on the same page. And then there wouldn't be so much falling out and bitching on social media. Because what I've seen loads of lately on social media is what, you're staying open and putting everybody's lives at risk?
3: Yeah. And yes. it's so hard,
1: isn't it? That, that's yeah. what happened last time, wasn't it? The first lockdown was awful. I've
0: never seen so much nastiness on social media it was just horrible 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 and I just hope to god it doesn't happen again because everybody's got to do what's right for them at the end of the day and because it's so confusing how do we know how do we know if we're supposed to be working or not we don't do it I mean it's just crazy crazy no
1: but we'll be delving into that a little bit more next week with Sophie and Sophie
3: you going solo next week girl well solo I'm gonna have a special guest with me but Nick is off on her holiday, she should have been getting married on Saturday. Bless me, yeah. the COVID bride, as you've all heard before. So she's off gallivanting, and I'm taking over the show. I know that's what you all wanted, really. You you wanted just to be the Sophie Show. Oh so you get getting, you're getting
1: Here it. We <laughs> Here we go again. It's the yeah. Sophie show. Everybody else
3: are just walking. <laughs> they're just (laughs) Just walking sorry guys (laughs) joking (laughs) right so what are we talking about today Nick what are we talking about today so it's an article that has been going on in the whip
1: here well, yes, we know, we always like to keep our finger on the pulse um, with Whip It Out. And we always like to delve into subjects which have got quite a bit of attention. So we were going to talk about COVID this week. You're going to be delving at that next week instead. And we're going to talk about the mysterious anonymous article that went out this week. Um, so it was from one of our content creators uh, who for obvious reasons, wanted to stay anonymous because it was probably going to ruffle a few feathers there. So the um, basis around it was, the question she asked was, are grooming competition judges corrupt? So I I quite liked this article because I felt like it was quite balanced in terms of there was bits on each side. So we wanted to get Joe, who is a competition organiser for Premier Groom, and um, Naomi who you compete is that right? Yes I do. So we wanted to get a bit of feedback from what their opinions are because obviously Joe, you work with a lot of the judges all the time and you you judge as well don't you outside of? I do yeah I do
0: yeah um so yeah my experience of the competition world is initially obviously as a competitor and then as a judge and then as a competition organiser so I've seen it from every angle Um, and actually I I found that article really sad really sad actually that somebody feels that bad about it Mm -hmm. and that somebody's had such an experience because competing is supposed to be for fun Mm
1: -hmm. it's
0: supposed to be something that you're supposed to enjoy doing and I think if somebody's got some really negative views about it and it's sad I think it's Mm -hmm. really really sad but yeah, as it, you know, so that you, I've
3: seen it from all angles. So,
0: yeah. So, were you
3: before you read the article? Were you kind of in a sense of that this wasn't kind of a view that was out there? Did you think that everyone was kind of happy families in competitions, or what did you feel?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not that naive. <laughs> I'm not that naive to think that everybody thinks that competitions are wonderful. But um, I don't think. I think I've that some people feel it's always "Mm, it's always the same ones that win and it's only because they know so and so and yeah a lot of the time the same ones do win but that's because they're bloody good groomers Mm -hmm. and they put the time and the effort in and they've got the dogs that they can compete with Mm -hmm. half of the thing with competing is having the the right dogs to compete with Mm -hmm. and yes people do know people but it's a very small industry really and we have a very small pool of judges in the UK so it is difficult because you do know people you
1: do know people who are competing so so Naomi obviously you're a competitor how many times have you competed what's your experience with competitions
2: um so I've I'm a bit of a newbie competitor I've only competed about four or five times now um and most majority of them have been really really like good i've had really great feedback and even if i didn't place um i've had really great feedback there's only been one occasion where i felt that i wasn't really i don't know the word for it um wasn't really judged fairly Mm -hmm. um and i don't think that's because of the other competitors that were with me um i think it's well i i felt um and this is my opinion that the the feedback i received wasn't as good as it could, I've had in the past. So majority of times, I've had uh, judges say, "Oh, you could have taken the legs down. Work on this better. Work on that better." Whereas one one time I was judged, it was like, oh, "I was a good groom,"
1: and then that was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if, <laughs> if you did have an issue, or did you complain to the show organizer?
2: Um, I I was too nervous to complain because, as as Joe said, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you don't want to say anything in case you piss a judge off. And I and I think if an organiser tells the judge um, this, uh, this person complained and obviously maybe they don't name names, but you don't know they might name names. And then you go into a competition again and compete under that judge. Are they going to just completely dismiss your groom in the future or... If they're friends with another really good groomer that's judging you, are they going to say, oh, well, this girl told me I was crap or,
1: yeah so
0: that's,
2: what do you that's think my... about
1: that joe what's your sort of take on what naomi feels about that because whether or not it's right or not it's obviously her feelings are valid and if that's how she feels going into a competition that's obviously not the environment you want to create as a show organizer you want all of your competitors to feel like they can come to you if there's any issues and you can sort that out so what what do you make of what naomi said there
0: yeah i think i I totally get what is saying, that you feel a bit under pressure and that particularly if you've not competed that much, you think, oh, God, I can't go say anything. I really can't. But, you know, I wish people would. I wish people would because the only way we know whether we're putting up good judges is the feedback that we get from the competitors.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, there are certain judges that I've had judges at Premier Groom previously that I will never ask to judge again because of either the way that they handled themselves or the feedback that they gave or the feedback that they didn't give or whatever. And there are judges that would never, ever ask again. So, you know, it's invaluable to a show organizer, particularly to find out what the competitor thinks of the judges. So don't be frightened to come and say something. And, you know, nobody's, yeah, I mean, it's really difficult because I'm on the other side of the fence. I'm not a new competitor, and I do know a lot of people in the grooming industry, obviously. So it's all right for me to say go and talk to people. But do try if you can, or if you feel a bit shy about doing it, then you know ask somebody else to do it for you, or you know. But don't don't be frightened of actually approaching the show organizer and saying. I didn't get the right feedback from a judge. Can you ask that judge if they can give me feedback? Because really, you know, that's the whole point of doing the competitions is to better yourself. And the only way to better yourself is to get decent feedback.
3: Um, would you expect, Joe? what would you expect from a judge? What do you think a judge should be giving their competitors as feedback? Like, do you feel like it's partly the show organisers that haven't provided enough of a structure for the and time for them to be able to get their feedback? What do you think? Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it is it's so difficult on the day um, because they run so much to time and we don't want the dogs on the table for too long. You know how long it takes at these events. The dogs can be on the tables for four hours or whatever, and it's, it's too much. So, you know, we do try and get judges that are efficient and that can do a, a good judging, um, giving everybody the same sort of feedback, um, not the same sort of feedback, but, but the same going over. <laughs> That's well, not the same right policy. You know what I mean? <laughs> they give them the same so they go over the dogs exactly the same, irrespective of, of whether they're going to place or not in that class. Um and then at Premier Room, we always give them a, a sheet that they have to complete and fill in. Now we don't always post them out to people or people, but they're there if people want to come and get them. Perhaps that's something that we need to probably make more clear to competitors is please come up at the end and ask for your feedback sheet you know, because the amount of competitors that don't bother asking for feedback,
3: very few do, very few do. It's quite daunting though, do you not think for, especially when you're competing for like one of the first times and you're looking at people who are judging you as kind of like quite scary and maybe even like idolising them a bit because you're looking at people Mm. that you really respect. Mm. So to then go over to them when they're quite busy, do you think that judges make it, um, make, make it are they approachable enough for them to be able to be approached i think some of them definitely yes and some of them definitely no
0: and that again comes down to the choice of the judge you know and what we what we're trying to do certainly at premier groom is because now we're we're away from the european groomers association so we can introduce lots of different groomers and lots of different judges from the uk now because we're not under that umbrella we don't have to use their judges so I think that they are more approachable now because some of them are actually new judges that are maybe even only judging for the first time. So I do think it's something that all competitions need to do really is have a feedback sheet that the judges have to complete and it is there and we all need to make sure that they're there and available for the competitors to collect on the way out of the door or
1: whatever. Yeah, I mean, that worked really well for digital Premier Groom when we did digital. It did, Everybody. Yeah, did. It did. Um, So if we just go back to this article here. So the the writer, I know, did a lot of research on the the article there and interviewed five different people who'd had different negative experiences. So I just want to go through a couple of those. So one at the top, it says, I won't compete under a certain judge because I groom a breed that they specialise in. I feel like I'm never fairly judged because they don't want me to take their place as best in the field. They couldn't critique anything about my dog other than that they just didn't like it. That's helpful. (laughs) Is that acceptable? Is that if somebody came up to you as an organiser and said, this is how I feel, I didn't get the correct feedback and I feel like I'm being unfairly judged because of this judge." You know is in this exact same field or would you pass that as sort of sour grapes that you know you didn't place and you're just a bit so mm, it, it's a really tricky one because you know I think as a competitor you've got to
0: look at the class that you're going in and the judge that's in that class so for instance I would never ever ever trim a Kerry Blue one with Pete ever mm-hmm. because I know that I can't do a Kerry to Pete standard I would never trim an American Cocker under Amy Mansa because I know I can't trim an American Cocker to that standard. Mm-hmm. So you either, I think as a competitor, you've got to choose wisely.
1: But could you I do, do that? To, you could sort of think that in the opposite way and sort of say, I would love to groom a Kerry Blue in front of people yeah. because then mm. you get that feedback. Then you get feedback, that, yeah. Then you get you know, feedback from the best. Um, so I think you, you could. it could work either way. I think mm. a lot of these as well a lot of the um without going too much into who the research subjects were but there's a lot of these that aren't under sort of the old EGA rules so it's the other classes so workshop classes or Asian mm-hmm. fusion classes or creative classes that aren't under a strict set of guidelines where there's a lot of people who feel that it's unfair and they haven't got that sort of EGA backing to them yeah so one yeah. Thing that the, the person who wrote the article had said was is there could be a call for having a board of for grooming competitions that all complaints can go to and all judges have to register under do you think something like that could work is that flawed can you see any problems with that or like how what do you think about
3: that one
0: I think I think I mean it's been talked about for years. To be honest, um, amongst different comp- competition organisers, it is something that's been talked about for ages about having like a a judges training scheme, if you like, um, and a and a list of approved UK judges. But who who does it go to? Who who manages it? Because who is our governing body really? Um mm-hmm. federation, but they're not interested, mm-hmm. you know. So it would it would end up being a group. Of people who declared themselves as the body of judges, if you like, but then you'd still get people going. Oh well, who were they? Why have
1: they set up this thing? And so you voted in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Voted in. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, as a as a competitor, Naomi, do you think with your experience that you had? that you would feel more comfortable going to a, like a board, a complaints board? And it, I, I, I use the word complaints very loosely because sometimes it's not a complaint, it's more of a concern or something that you want to flag up to make sure that you're getting fairly judged. Do you think that you would feel more comfortable with an outside board sort of dictating um, the rules for judges? So I think, I well, I, I don't really know, to be honest, but
2: from my perspective, I think if it's, Sort of made clear before you compete if there's going to be a problem with the board because there's you know we are a small industry. If there's um maybe at the start of a competition, uh, the um organizers just basically say flat out, if you have a concern or an issue that needs to be raised, um especially against a judge, um then your name will not be brought up when we are going to speak to that judge or it's all going to remain confidential. Um so it's like a complaints procedure basically just a complaints procedure with, with the competition rules I think if that's made more um aware to competitors because I don't think that I think sometimes be, isn't.
3: yeah I think it might be quite hard I think to to potentially say that your name won't be mentioned because they'd have to address it with a judge to find out their feedback but I feel like having a what you said about having a actual complaints procedure sounds like would you feel more comfortable if that was in place
2: yeah I think I think so definitely I think then you've got you've sort of got that security um so you know that if you feel that um you aren't being judged correctly or uh you're being judged unfairly then you can go to that place and you can you can raise your your feelings about it or even or even against another competitor if you feel like they're not doing something properly or you know you know you don't know what happens so yeah
0: usually usually in the rules for a competition certainly for premier groom um there is a complaint procedure is there is a procedure that you know if there's something that you're not happy with, then you can get in touch with the show organizers and bring it to their attention? So, usually, there should be something in the rules. I'm not saying it is for every competition, um, but there should be something in the rules for that. Cover I am back. a
2: bit naughty because I you don't, don't read... read
0: the rules. No, nobody ever reads the rules, <laughs> that's the trouble. Nobody does. <laughs> I
1: think one thing that I was quite shocked about when I um was on this article with the the writer was I had a look at the EGA rules and things like the judges' conduct, how they're expected to um, handle themselves and stuff. And a lot of the rules get broken really regularly. Like, apparently, judges aren't supposed to leave the ring at any point, um, not allowed to have food, drink, or phones in the ring. And it, it, they're supposed to be completely on at the competitors, all, like, watching them all of the time. And a lot of that stuff does get sort of brushed under the radar with things so I think with the EGA it's obviously it's your poodles your hands your uh, hand strip scissoring and spaniels um whereas I think that the problem is it's very much cut down the middle with people seem to take them more seriously and things like Asian workshop creative tend to get not as much respect if that's fair to say and yeah. I think there's a hell of a lot of people who work really hard in them areas, like the likes of Lisa Hart in Asian Georgia, Georgia, um, yeah. who have built their careers upon these classes that aren't respected, as respected, um, and don't have to follow the same rules as everybody else does. And I think that's where there's there's a, there's a line as well, that I think would benefit from a, like a voted in board, maybe. Um, So Joe, I'm gonna put this one to you because this is another quote from one of the research subjects. So if this happened at your show, okay the judge stuck the comb into the dog's coat and said, Did you really think that you were going to place with a dog like that? And then walked off without saying another word. Whoa, that is so bad. That is so bad. I mean, it, that just
0: leaves me speechless, to be honest. I mean, if somebody is being threatened in that manner in a the competition, then that is out of order. Mm. And I, it, that person should complain to the show organiser without
1: shadow so of a doubt. Just to put a bit of context into this, I know about this one, and it was actually that person's very first competition.
0: Oh, poor soul. That's awful. That um, is awful, because it, that's, that's enough to put you off for life, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's just unfair. Yeah. You know, I we always we always tell you, you know, when you're judging, it's it's really kind of cut and dried before you get to the end combing through, almost. Um you can you can discount if you've got a class of 20 dogs, you can probably discount with before you even put a comb in, you can discount ten of them yeah because you, you don't like the shape or the style or whatever or you don't like the way that the person's worked or whatever when it comes down to the picking the places that's when you've really got to go in with the comb and find out but you should still give each individual person that two minutes of going over with the comb thoroughly because that's what they've paid for mm-hmm. that's what they've paid for they've paid that competition fee to enter and to be judged fairly so for somebody to have that done to them is bang out of order yeah, and I don't blame you, that cop. Never
3: come you, again. Sorry, Jo. What would you do to that judge if, if that was in your complaints procedure? What would happen if I came to you and said that happened to me? What would happen?
0: Well, it's not a lot you can do, really, is there? Except you would question the judge, and you would ask mm-hmm. them why, you know, why they'd behaved like that. Um, and then you would never, you would never ever ask them to judge again, and you would put the word out to the other shows not to have them as a judge because they're not judging fairly and they're not judging correctly. And this is a trouble. There's not a lot you can do, really.
1: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that although this article is... Obviously, it's been intended to get a bit of a reaction. I think it's very fair to say that this is a minority. And although it should never, ever happen, obviously it does happen. But the majority of the shows... I mean, I've competed quite a lot in the past. I know that Sophie has, and obviously Joe does that whenever I've been to a show 99% of the time, it's always fantastic. And it's always got a really good atmosphere. The judges are more than helpful. Um, I just think that it's this very, very small percentage of people that this does happen to, that there needs to be something in place where they feel comfortable enough to not just go, well, we're only complaining.
0: Can I I be a bit controversial then and say, sometimes this little 1% of the people feel sometimes that they're the ones that have done by and that even if the judge spent five minutes going over the dog they still won't
1: be happy with what the judge had said Mm -hmm. you know so it goes the other way as well absolutely yeah it does go the other way as well and towards the end of this article as well we um approached a judge um and that that judge had said to us because we obviously although the article was written by somebody else we always like to get the other side into that article as well, just to make sure that it is fair and balanced. And one of the judges said that, cause a lot of the um, the complaints were more about feedback, them not getting feedback or having to chase the judges down or, you know, not getting adequate feedback. And the judge that we spoke to said, well, I always wait at the end of the day and nobody ever comes up to me. Yeah. Nobody ever looks for feedback. Yeah, so, that is true. Do you think let's just play devil's advocate again <clears throat> the competitor is paying to go to a competition is it up to that competitor to have to find that judge to get that feedback or should that judge be giving that as part of a service essentially because they're paying for a service the competitors are going in the they're, they're paying for the dog to get done And a lot of people go in for educational purposes. They're going there to learn. There is a a small minority who go in to win, (laughs) Ryan Lee. Um, <laughs> um, but there is a lot of people who go in to learn and to get that feedback knowing fine well that they probably won't place but they'll get that invaluable feedback from a judge who knows that breed inside out who can give them spot-on advice so should that be something that the judge has to give it's mandatory that they give it to them and not for the competitor to have to sort of run around trying to find the judge or but because a lot of people say I don't want to bother the judge yeah they do anybody yeah. who can't see me I'm doing my little finger quotation <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I think I think the thing is at the end of a show um or even you know at, at, certainly at the crossover at lunchtime from morning class to afternoon class and it's all a bit chaotic and everything and I, I get it that competitors say they don't want to bother the judges because mm. the judges have gone to the while they're getting the lunch or whatever it's a short time and then at the end of the show obviously then that's when you're doing the presentations you're getting the class awards ready and everything so it all it is all a bit frantic and a bit crazy so the only time really to ask for your feedback is right at the end when everything's finished well of course by that time everybody wants to go off home you know because they've had a long day so i think the answer to it really is that the, the judges should complete a feedback sheet even if it's just a simple tick box which was what ours kind of was for um premier groom digital mm-hmm. a simple tick box and they should complete that for every can for every candidate competitor um and that should be given you know to the competitor well the competitors pick them up on the way out I think that's the answer to it I don't know what Naomi what do you feel Naomi
2: um well I when uh, one competition I competed at um I had feedback pretty much straight after I was judged so, um, the judge came round to my table, went through my dog and gave me my feedback there and then. Um, and I think that was, that was pretty good. Um, instead of having to look for the judge later on, because sometimes, um, the competitions are at, you know, they are quite a big venues and sometimes you can't always find your judge as well, especially if it's like busy, a busy day. Um, which I know a few places obviously are, they're not massive. Um venues and so i think that was that was quite handy to have instead of having to go up to the judge um but yeah i I do agree with joe a little bit there
1: Mm. i think one of the uh, kelly davis is fantastic as a judge and i've competed under kelly davis quite a few times and she always whenever she comes over as she's going through the dog she'll say right can you see that bit there can you see where you've missed a little bit here can you see how your legs aren't even there and for me, as a competitor, I think that's fantastic because I disagree so much with that. That's so Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I
0: disagree so
1: much.
0: Because I just think it's wrong to actually when you when you've not actually finalised your placings in a class and you're going through somebody's dog saying, Oh, you've missed that bit there, that poor person's gonna stand there and
3: think, oh well, I'll just book my home then because
0: I haven't placed or anything. The you
3: know? idea because the end of the day out of a class of 25 or whatever because they're big classes sometimes won't have the time and that is the time that you are looking at that dog Mm. and you know that Mm. at least 20 of those people aren't even in the running so Mm. actually you've got your hands you've got your comb and that person has you right in front of them there's no distractions you can say I like this bit here. I like, you don't have to, you can you can just say, I like the ears, you've done a really good job there. I think you could just do this. Because a lot of the, the competitors aren't there about winning. They're there to get that feedback. And that is, I personally think, the perfect time to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I do get what, I, I do understand what you're saying. And it is a perfect time to do it in some respects. But then you'll also find that it ends up as a teaching session. Mm-hmm. And the judges haven't got time to be doing that. So if, if you're if the judge is going over your dog saying, Oh well, that bit there, I'm not so keen on that because and they'll go, Oh, well, why? And then the judge will have to say, Oh, well, because so and so, so. And then before you know it, they're having to teach them or go into tomorrow and more detail. So they end up spending like 10 minutes on one person. Mm-hmm. And there isn't time for that. Yeah. There isn't time for that.
1: Flawed in in whichever way you do it. There's always Mm. something to to. uh, Lots of judges do it in different ways. I personally liked the way that Kelly did it. I didn't I didn't push her on it. I just sort of listened to what she had to say. Um, and then if you want to go and speak to them afterwards, you can. But I get that a lot of people aren't like that, and they will go. But why though? But why? But why? Why don't you like like me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They would. They would.
0: I think it is is really difficult. It is really, really difficult knowing where I do think that it should be that each competition has a marking sheet that is filled in by the judges that competitors can collect at the end of the day. I think that is something that is paramount that needs to be done. But the other other thing that you were talking about with with the judges and things is, you know, with it it being facey. you know or that person's going to win because it's their best friend or that person's going to win because they've won under that person before Um, and it, you know that I get that I do understand that from the sidelines sometimes it must look like that Um, but honestly hand on heart as far as I know from Premier Groom in 13 years been running it that has never ever happened that somebody's been favoured over somebody else in fact I think that if if you go under a friend as a
1: competitor with a judge I think that they give you a harder time yeah and I think they expect more from you I personally wouldn't go under a friend because I just think that even if you did place everybody's always going to say well they only yeah. placed because of that so the, yeah I think in it, looking at from the the competitor side that it's not fair either way. So if you win, you'll get judged for it. If you don't win, because they'll give you a harder time. So really, it's not under anybody's benefit to be competing under your friend because no, you know, it's, it's never going to be like you said. You're going to give them a harder time, or they're going to get yeah. told that they didn't really deserve it off everybody who's watching. So I,
0: I think, think, I, think the, you know, I think
1: I think the only time that you
0: could sort of justify that, if you like. Is if you really are at the top of the game and you're going for points and you need the points to get onto the team, or you know, or you, or you sort of trying for best in show wins or something like that. But again, you leave yourself vulnerable and
1: you leave yourself wide open to criticism. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's one of the things about competition grooming is like I went into it and I, I don't really get nervous whenever I go for a competition I always have that bit beforehand where I'm a bit like oh but I don't get like a a lot of people throw up don't they and they get really really (laughs) nervous about it and I think that you've always got to accept that when you do go into a competition that you will get feedback good and bad and that there will always be a ringside jury who were always going to be like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't I'm, get uh,
0: me started. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on ringside judges. <laughs> I'm starting, you, judge on I'm starting you on it. Go for it. Vent. Let's hear no. it. No. Go on. Ringside judges are the worst. It's like backseat drivers. Mm. Honestly, they do my head in. <laughs> really do my head in because it's unfair. It is totally, totally unfair on the judges because you don't put a comb in that dog you can't see the fine that they've done on that dog you can't see whether the legs are properly balanced or not from ringside you can't see it a judge can see it up close and personal so yeah we can all sit at ringside and say i like that that looks really nice oh i wonder why i am placed one there must have been something wrong mm. yeah you know so you can't see if it's got mats in its armpits or knots in its groin so don't you know by all means look from the ringside and say, oh, yeah, I think that one, two, three might be that, but don't go oh, what well, they should have been placed because that's not fair. Yeah. Not fair.
1: And I think sometimes as well, and I've I've heard this before, where somebody's really been bashing somebody's groom and the friends and family have been sat in front of them. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. You need to be
3: so careful. Be careful what you say, people. You don't know who's listening. we don't want to be just negative about competitions like I think for me it was a really positive experience and Naomi you said four times out of five you've had a positive experience yeah
2: yeah I've had majority positive experiences and even in the competition where I didn't get great well what I didn't don't think is great feedback um I yeah you had I have fun and I I love competition grooming I think everybody should compete once I've literally just convinced my friend
1: to compete yeah
3: um
2: yeah uh and yeah I absolutely love it absolutely love it
1: do you know I can't go. wait until they all start back up again because it's I the one yeah. where we all get to see each other and we very rarely like you can always count on about four times a year when we all go at the competitions that we always get pissed and have a laugh <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: true. It's true. I've really, I didn't realise I've missed the human connection as much as I've missed it, actually. Mm. You know, just going places and seeing people. And like you said, just catching up with people that you you see four times a year at events and stuff. And it's just, it's been hard this year. So I can't wait. I mean, semi-groom digital was bloody hard work. Mm. (laughs) And it was amazing, thanks to you guys. But I'm not sure I'd want to do it all the time.
1: Yeah. I like the events. Yeah, you no, I I, I
0: I
2: like agree I like the event. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean it, agree with that. it's
1: it's good for a stoppy gap, isn't it? While but yeah. there's nothing the same yeah. as, as the the atmosphere. And I think one thing that we're looking at working on at the minute is trying to do something like a hybrid, trying to get both sides involved. So the people because there's always the people who say I can't get down to Coventry, or I can't. Yeah, you know, it's it's always a five six. I mean, people have kids, people have other commitments, they can't take the whole weekend off. Um, so I think that it's something that's good that's going to be taken from COVID is that we could probably get something in the mix and do something a bit of both ways. We've got
3: Ma- Madramania coming up, haven't we, Nick? So yeah. that's something especially for like newbies or people who can't get to competitions. This is the perfect way to get some experience.
1: Are you doing it, Naomi? Are you doing Madramania? I am. I am. I did Premier Groom as
2: well, and I'm going to do Madramania in November. Luckily enough, it's the week that we're allowed
3: back ah. from
1: lockdown. <laughs> and so, um, I'm well, I could have my friend's dog then. So, you did Premier Groom. Give us your feedback. How was yes. Premier Groom for you from a competitor's view? And don't feel like um, pressure from me and Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay um yeah no i really love premier groom um it's the first time i've ever competed at at premier well i wasn't at premier groom it was in my in my little salon um but no i really enjoyed it and i think because i have i haven't had i haven't been able to go and compete in a lot of a lot of groom grooming places i can't even think of the word um and i think yeah premier groom was really fun for i i enjoyed it even if it was just over a camera did you find it quite
1: enjoy easy it. to get in and sign in and get in your classes or yeah. was there anything that that we could have done better?
2: Um, I didn't find any trouble with it at all I think it was a bit manic towards the end so mm. when everybody was getting judged it was a bit like oh my gosh my dog fell asleep at the table and we were just mm-hmm. sitting there like this <laughs> looking at the camera or like if we needed to go to the toilet we had to like turn ourselves off mute and go I'm going to the toilet bye (laughs) I'll be back in five um so yeah I think I think that was the only sort of downside Premier Groom online was the fact that it did take quite a while to judge just because it's like a normal competition (laughs)
0: at the end (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean we we took quite a lot of lessons from that event I think didn't we um there was a lot that we that which i presume that you're putting some of that into play in mad Romania as well yeah Um, so it was um, you know it's the first time it'd ever been done in the uk nobody had ever done an online show before so you know the whip guys were amazing and really amazing and Paul zoe was absolutely pulling her hair out in the behind the scenes but it was it was i think it was a good day like i said it was the first time we'd ever done it so you know you learn lessons from things we still we still do things differently at premier room every time we run it
1: yeah, you know,
0: you're doing yeah. something different every year.
1: Absolutely, yeah. and I think that, like, like Sophie said, that if you haven't ever competed before, and although this is, like, Sophie said, it's a, it's a negative about the competitions. It is a minority. It is something that I feel like should be talked about a little bit more, so that the people who do have grievances, however big, or, big or small, know that they can go to the, um, the organisers, and say. Joe, I'm really not happy about this or Zoe and, you know, I don't feel like I got judged properly. They didn't put a comb in my dog or whatever it is and make sure that you can, you've got that and you won't be, you won't turn around and go off oh, nothing like, you know, that the people are yeah. taken seriously. Um, so one thing, one last thing from this article that I really wanted to bring up with you, Joe. So they've brought up something and it says, where's it gone? blind judging so the judges blind. do not know who groomed the dog
0: yeah a bit like cat shows then so when you show cats they go out of the room don't you and the cats are just in the crates and the judge goes in yeah, yeah. yeah really yeah yeah that's how the show cats yeah yeah so um yeah i mean that is in some respects i think it's a great idea um so that but you'd have to have an awful lot of people, wouldn't you? What would you do? Who would hold the dogs? For well, here's what we could that do is, yeah. swap, swap everybody around. Yeah, swap, yeah, swap, everybody, swap around.
1: everybody around. Swap yeah, they can stack somebody else's dogs. But yeah. I'd just be going in and I'd be getting like uh, Leah Henderson's standard poodle, I'd be cutting out. <laughs> <mom about> <laughs> 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 if we've done it, I mean, I think the
0: downside to that is that, you know, at the end of the day, you compete because you want to either learn something from it or you want to show off your best work. And I think for somebody else to stand there and show your dog and say, oh, look what th- this dog, I, you know, I think that takes a bit of the glory away from you, really. Yeah. You know, I think it's nice to be able to stand at the end when you've done your dog and stand there and stack it and say, yeah, this is my work, this is what I've done, and I'm proud of it but sometimes
1: it's the other way around i did um i went did a show with alba (laughs) my old english and didn't rinse the conditioner out of her hair i put conditioner i don't know why i put conditioner on her in the first it was one of my very first competitions didn't rinse it out properly so at the end of the day i was stood up and being like i really wanted to go this ain't my dog (laughs) (laughs) yeah there is that as well
2: (laughs) yeah i've I've done that before just held my dog up and go on
0: it's shit yeah. Oh, I've done that. I've done that in America. <laughs> I did it. I was given this old cherry. She must have been about eight or nine year old, an old breeding bitch with the saggiest underbelly you've ever seen in your life. And you whole... <laughs> you weren't involved in that
3: naked calendar, you ain't seen my, you seen much saggy <laughs> bit. I'll hold that thing. I did. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah we've all with all had dogs that we're just thinking oh for god's sake please don't come and look at my dog don't even bother yeah. but I think, yeah blind judging yeah yeah why not be a bit of a
1: giggle wouldn't it try to swap everybody around so it's like vita Carnis, the style to rescue they have something that do, do they because i've never done vita Carnis. they get oh a it's lovely dog, is it yeah i don't know who they yeah that day.
0: yeah It's a love, you know, that is an event that everybody should go to and support because it's such, well, you know what Yitka's like. Yitka's one of the world's loveliest people Mm -hmm. and she's, the the atmosphere at that show is just so lovely and it's so nice because you know that you're doing something good. It's about dog groomers doing dog grooming, which is what we do day in, day out. It's not about who wins it. It's not about who does the best dog on the day. It's about making that dog feel comfortable and it's such a nice show. But yeah, you you draw the dog out of a hat so you just you're given you're given a number and you just pull that number out of the hat and that's the dog that you get. So whether it's um whether it's a crossbreed, a pure breed, whether it's a hand strip or a scissor, whether you've got to shave it all off because it's matted solid, it is what it is. I've I mean, tried just, to enter I've tried to enter twice and I've never
2: yeah. got in because it's sold out all the time. Yeah,
0: it's I mean it is she can't unfortunately get as many entries for it. I think it's getting the getting the dogs for it. So But yeah, I mean, if you can get in, it is such a lovely
3: show. It really is lovely. And it's, and it's groomers doing what groomers do. Imagine doing that and pick a dog out the hat. We all have to swap dogs. You can imagine people's heart when you've got like a beautifully prepared hand stripped American cocker and it goes to the beginner Club.
0: <laughs> 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 they used to do that, you know, they used to do that in the um, team championships in the in the worlds originally. They used to just put your names in a hat and you pulled a ticket out and got a dog. Oh yeah. I think that's
3: quite a good though.
0: That's oh, exciting. Yeah. That's really
3: it is exciting, but a bit scary at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. so what isn't? I think competing—that sums it up. It's exciting, but a bit scary at the same time. Yeah, True. take True. yourself
1: out your comfort zone. So we'll leave the negativity behind with that article. Absolutely. And we yeah. will move on. Um, yeah. But we have a couple of things to speak about. One of them being the winner from last week. So I was at the week before when we did the competition to like and share the podcast and to rate us on. Apple podcasts. Yes,
2: you're it. It. I didn't. I talk. Astrid. I completely forgot. With
1: all the lockdown going on, I get out, get out. I know, oh, you do it. No, I didn't. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. Well, we've got at least two <laughs> five star reviews in the bag after this, Nick. Hey, I was. We'll. We'll, uh, we'll have to put on their accents and said they said something else in the podcast. <laughs> I want six. I want six stars. So the
1: winner of all of the lovely stuff donated by the wonderful, the handsome, the beautiful husband-to-be who would be marrying me on Saturday, but isn't anymore because of COVID,
3: is- Anyway.
1: (laughs) anyway, that's Ryan, Ryan from Alpha Blade Sharpening. Um, So he has give us a a bottle of Blade Magic spray. We've got a cleaning brush. We've got a Mac. We've got a 30 wide. 10 wide, 7F wide, 5F wide, and a 4F wide. And now, look, at I can see them two faces. They're thinking, why didn't I just put a review why? on? Because you yeah. wouldn't want to. <laughs> would I, I,
2: thought, I thought we got that by coming on here.
1: No, no, no? absolutely not. Shall I, I tell you what you can do now, though, Naomi? <laughs> we would like to hear your
2: review live. Yes. Oh, uh, well, I've listened since the beginning, mm-hmm. and I think... They're very, very good. I like the fact Sophie doesn't swear. And I like the fact that Nick does.
1: <laughs> Keep it coming. Brilliant. Oh, About how beautiful we both people. are. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you're amazing people. And... Nick has the most lovely hair you've ever seen, mm-hmm. especially when she's brushed it with a slicker.
3: And <laughs> A, what, what do I have? Can I read my number out well? Oh,
2: well, Sophie, you've got the loveliest boobs. <laughs> <No way.
3: laughs> You'd think. I read get the amazingly? but we're not. <laughs>
1: Sorry? You'd think no, we'd no. Get embarrassed, but we're not. We just want you to carry on going. Joe sat there like I ain't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Brilliant. So on next week. to the actual winner. Sorry. So the winner of all yes. of that was Jessica Bromage. So Jessica, if you message the Whippet Media page and let us know your address, we'll get all that sent out to you. Congratulations to you. You've got all that on your way. Um, And we've got on the 14th and 15th of November, Madramania. I know we were just discussing competitions there. So make sure you get your entries in um, before the, I think it it closes on the 12th, I think. Um, So make sure you get your entries in well in advance. And one more thing that we want to talk about Joanne Angus is your brand spanking new book. <laughs> what is it? Is it a textbook? Is it a it is.
0: fact? Is it a movie? It's a textbook. It's called What Every Professional Groomer Should Know. And it's written by me and with um, Zoe and also with Alison, who we work with. Um, and it's, it's published really by Summit Groomer Training Group, which is our. Um, main business that has the different training centres working underneath it so it's a study book really for professional groomers so it covers everything from first aid, parasites, diseases, clipping lines, how to use your equipment properly, bathing and drying, tools and equipment, licensing legislation, it's just got everything in so it's a professional groomers textbook so it's useful for groomers of any level Um, there's something in it that you can pick out. Um, It's been reviewed by um, the one and only Mr. Ryan Lee as well, who reviewed it for us. And he particularly picked out, he liked the little behaviour section in it. So, you know, even as a groomer of many years, you can pick a little bit of something out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's just a really useful book to have on on your bookshelf. But I prefer you to use it. Um, It's meant to be used. I don't want it to just be sat pristine on a bookshelf. I'd rather people used it
1: and you know got the money's worth out of it so i i have actually seen this book um ryan lee shared it with me Ooh. it is absolutely fantastic it's, it's so fun. there's loads of honestly like it's one of them books where you know you can sit through and you can you can pick out bits and you can read art it, oh, it's, it's it's got loads of pictures in and everything so anybody who doesn't like <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's a really really good book so where can they buy it joe and when can they buy it from they can buy it now, it's
0: available to buy now and you can get it on um looknorth.net which is our um looknorth website and it's 65 pounds on there plus um position packaging or you can buy it on Amazon, good old Amazon.co.uk Excellent. So um, for a little Christmas box
3: for anybody. Oh, it'd be marvellous,
0: marvellous for a Christmas box groomer. Yeah. Quick
3: yeah. question about Ryan's uh, review on that. Did he mention your hair or your boobs?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh God.
3: He didn't. No. He let me down. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just chip in. They're they're pretty fine. Pretty fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> fantastic boobies. I'm never gonna live that there. And
1: I'll even add in fantastic booty. Yes.
3: Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so next week it's me solo without Nick with a mystery guest. So make sure you tune in, and uh, I want to hear all about what you and how you are coping with COVID nineteen, the dreaded COVID nineteen. How is it affecting your salons? How are you in lockdown are you nervous are you worried how what are you thinking about christmas how it's going to affect your christmas rushes and i want that all on our whatsapp on 07520 670797
1: on 07520 670797 can i leave a voice note yeah you can yeah you
3: need to be a part of it yes yes Yes. (laughs) yes great idea Great
1: idea. So, you know when you're picking this this person that's going to come up on the new podcast?
3: Yeah.
1: Are they going to be as good as
3: me? I think they're going to be better. And I think you should be a bit worried about leaving it in our hands. Because yeah. who's Nicole? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that really hit me in my heart. Shakes, shakes, i miss you. You need miss to get you. someone who swears. Oh, I don't know. I might just get someone like me who would just be very
1: polite. It's going to be Sophie times too. Great. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have loads of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so we'll wrap it up there. Otherwise, me and Sophie will just go on and on abusing each other. So thank you again to Naomi and Joe for joining us today. Thank you very much, ladies. It's been lovely having you on. And uh, thanks, Sophie, for
3: being you thank you thank you, thank you both Girls, we always end the podcast with the, those wonderful free words if you'd like to say them whip it out go for it one two three whip it out, whip it
1: out. <laughs>